Welcome back to Patch. This week is our DLC episode. It's a special edition one because we've got an extra week in this particular month. Um, and as a result, we're taking advantage of the fact that Jay isn't here to talk about a topic that's near and dear to both of our hearts, the Final Fantasy franchise. There's a range of different things that we're going to talk about, but in particular it's centered around the fact that there's a big announcement coming within a couple days of the time you see this particular video, they'll be announcing the Final Fantasy 15 release date. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, but we'll kick things off. I'm joined by Damo Camilleri. Middle name Lewis. D-L-C. Amazing, right? Cool names. Continue. We'll edit that out. Um, <laughs> uh, so we'll kick things off by talking about just the franchise, big picture sort of stuff. Final Fantasy. What was your first? Oh. So long when, ago. When was your Final Fantasy cherry popped? <laughs> this sounds really bad. But no, no. Uh, Final Fantasy VII was my first. I remember my friend in Year 5 was talking about it shit tons. And I was like, I have to get this game. I have no idea what it's about. Thing. And I remember seeing it in Target, in Water Guns, and I'm like, Mom! I, I think I won on the Melbourne Cup or something like that, like in a sweet stakes thing or whatever. You were doing like seven or eight? Yeah, but kids enter like with that stuff. You yeah. know, the parents yeah, were two bucks. And, yeah. You know, I won, I think it was around 40 or something bucks, and yeah, it was on Platinum, Final Fantasy Seven. Boom. That's a winner. Yeah. And what was your first impression when you played it? given that you would have been okay, probably seven or eight at the time. Boy, I way over my head. It was freaking sweet, though. Like, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. This is back in the day when I wasn't able to play, like, PlayStation for, like, half an hour at a time. Because that's all the codes allowed. Yeah. So, like, you know, mum's like, go outside. And I'm like, I've got to save. And, you know. They didn't understand that. played the fucking thing. And I was like, I, I think I killed that first boss, the scorpion robot thing. Yeah. Like, 40 fucking times before I got to another save point. Like, Which is real sad because the save point's not that far No, it's not! It's like two minutes yeah. after, the, after that battle ends and you never got to see it. <laughs> like it it's just a shame. I mean, I'm, I'm king of it now. Slaughter that You bitch. would, you've done that many times. Yeah, exactly. I know when not to attack, like needless to tell. As a child, I didn't understand that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't attack when it misses tail! Chose to ignore. Quite oh, didn't read back then. I, illiterate kids. Hmm. Um, my first was a little bit earlier. Um, I played Final Fantasy six or three, as it was known for Westerners way back when it was on the Super Nintendo. Hmm. Um, which it depends on kind of what school camp you're from. Seven and six are regularly discussed as being among the best. Yeah. Um, certainly among the best. Many will debate that it's one of those two that is the best. Full stop. Um, We'll talk about more about that a little bit later, but um, yeah, six, six was what? <laughs> uh, six, so uh, Super Nintendo, so um, more primitive in its looks. It, there, there was nothing polygonal about it as, as we got with uh, Final Fantasy Seven, Eight, Nine, or beyond. Um, there was a there was a really deep layer to it. it uh, six had moved on from the various class based systems that you saw in some of the earlier entries, like Final Fantasy IV and, and earlier. Um, again, we'll talk about kind of preferences when it comes to classes shortly, but I think classes probably would have completely overwhelmed me as... Look, it's Final Fantasy VI, so I played it on my grandma's Super Nintendo, she would have lent it to me a few times, but 
I reckon I would have been five, maybe six, when I first played it. That was my first experience with Final Fantasy. And that was at the same time that I was being introduced to things like Earthbound, Chrono Trigger, and Secret of Matter, and a number of other kind of JRPGs at the time. I was, I was born and bred on JRPGs. So, mm. um, so Final Fantasy maybe wasn't a massive step for me, even though I couldn't fully understand what was going on in terms of the story and maybe some of the more confusing language along the way, I, I'd kind of trained myself enough to, if I press this, this means this will happen, and kind of understood the menus and some of the basics of it. If I press attack, that means I'm going to punch someone in the face, sort of idea, and I learned enough from that, and I probably didn't gain a greater appreciation of it until maybe my teens when I, when I went back to it again. Yeah. But, um, so what, I mean, obviously that Final Fantasy VII memory for you the one you repeated numerous times was is one that stuck with you. What was your was that also your maybe most treasured Final Fantasy memory? What killing that first boss? Yeah. No, fuck no. What but that it? game. What was it? <sighs> you, I, you, fat trigger, bro. Fat trigger. Yeah, when you summon Chuck and Mog or. Fat Chocobo and the Fat Chocobo falls in the sky oh, yeah, and just goes. Just them all. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> do that again. Uh, and you would, and yeah, I, I certainly did that a fair bit as well. But um, you know, playing that game, this is fuck. This is this is gonna be an embarrassing conversation. When Sephiroth releases the weapons. Or, like, I don't know if he releases weapons or the world releases the weapons. Whatever happens, like, it's very fucking confusing shit. Uh, I think I'm a bit traumatised. I don't know why. I know it's a game, but I guess it's because Final Fantasy involves you so much in what's going on in that world that when that shit gets released, my heart started racing. And I was like, okay, that's a kid thing, whatever. And I've just recently replayed it on Steam because I was like, why not? I don't have a PlayStation at the moment. I bought this on a Steam sale. Sure. Um, worst thing was the exact same thing started happening. Like I'm watching this cutscene and these weapon, the four weapons are flying out, and I'm like, far out. You've been traumatized by it a lot. I just I don't know. Like it's it's just so intense, man. Like that's that to but me I mean, is like another memory. But I mean that's still the whole idea with games, film, anything that's meant to tug on the heartstrings is meant to make you feel things. So yeah. I guess it's just a sign of how good a game it was that um, that even in you know, young seven or eight year old demo or now mid twenties demo that um, twenty years is still, awesome. still traumatized. It still elicits the same sort of reaction. Yeah. Um, I mean for me most of my memories will stem from I mean I've got some of those from Final Fantasy Six, Seven not so much a kind of just circumstances and, and my love for Zelda at the time kind of meant that, that was be all and end all. But then Final Fantasy IX, I've got so many many memories from Final Fantasy IX because that is my favourite game full stop, not just in the Final Fantasy series. Um, yeah, there's just this is some awesome memories there from things like uh, in The Hunt. Do you remember, did you play much of Final Fantasy IX? Oh man, you lent it to me. Of course I put it um, the, awesome. the Hunt in... Um, in Lindblum, however you, Lindblum, however you pronounce this thing. I don't know, we didn't have voice acting back in the PS4. First town, big town. One of the first, yeah, first really big uh, hub that you arrive at. Um, Just grind the And that was, that was fantastic. The the music in the background, the Hunters theme there, there was a whole bunch that was just awesome about it. And I mean, 
there's been plenty of times where I've gone to replay the game and not made it much past that because I've been sucked into other new releases or something like that. But so I've heard that and played through that particular scene a lot. Yeah. But it continues to stick out. And then, then there's others from Final Fantasy X. Laughing scene is more of a traumatic. Oh, shit. So more you of were, a traumatic memory. You were talking like memory. Final Fantasy memories in general. Yeah, just. Oh, shit, man. I only went on seven. I'm sorry. You can keep right. going. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll quickly rattle that off. But um, uh, memory, how rubbish 13 was. Um, and then the, my 10 years of hype and anticipation for Final Fantasy 15. I mean, there's, there's numerous others as well, but. Um, yeah, so go on, go back to your, go back to yours and ah. part of the franchise as a whole. Oh yeah, shit. Sorry. So like, I've played a couple of Final Fantasies here and there. Like, I mean, I played six as well, or three, whatever you we classify it as. It's, it's six now. Now that they've kind of synced everything up, they've released everything out here. Now, oh so. yeah. So alright. So six. Played six. Um, love it when you can <laughs> suplex a train. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. fucking. <laughs> Even the comic, it's like seven. You can't do that. Watch me. It's just who flexes the train. It's like great, like especially the gifts that go with it, or like Guile's theme with everything. Uh, it's been it's been great, and I I don't know, man. It was a really cool because I think because I started on Final Fantasy seven, and then I went back to that. And I was like, holy shit! Like, even though the graphics are completely well, they're more pretty different in comparison. It's just so yeah. Again, it's still immersive though. It's, it was great. And then eight, yeah, I actually enjoyed eight a fair bit. I hired it the first time I played it, so I hired it for a week from Movies Plus. And you realised that wasn't enough, so you need to hire another ten weeks. Oh no, I knew that I was going to be able to get through much of it. Um, Unfortunately, like, I never got, you know, around to buying it for ages and ages. I'm one of those Final Fantasy fans that don't buy them until they're platinum. Which, oh, that was a kid, I didn't have the funds. So, uh, and then, yeah, it finally became platinum and I bought it and I was like, yeah, non-platinum, guys, it's, it's where the money is. Rob Paul, not me. Anyway, continue. Um, and you just sit there and... Like, I, I, I finally was, like, talking to this kid, and he's like, oh, did you get this and this and this? And I'm like, what? How do you know all this? And he's like, walkthroughs. And that's when, like, walkthroughs started being a thing. And I remember, I can't remember the name, but you get, like, a magic lantern. Wait, which Final Fantasy was this again? Oh, hey. like where we're at. Oh, yeah. Hey. Um, and you get a magic lantern that contains a, a GF. Are they GFs? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, GFs. Um, 10. Love the laughing scene. I, I, against... You know, probably, I think, I fucking frothed that. Just, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, that was terrible. It's great, because I do it. I can tell people, like, laugh, laugh out loud, like, just scream. Like, ah, oh, it's just, it's, it's painful. And do they all sound as bad as what was happening in the game as well? Yeah, probably. Oh, good. Yeah, there's no, I don't think anyone can laugh that loud. I mean, eventually after you finish, you're kind of having a chuckle. Eh? <laughs> Might have been the lack of oxygen that goes yeah. in your head. But um, like, I love Final Fantasy X. Like, uh, what, what's the, the major song from that? Like, Return to Zendikar or something? Zanakin. Zanakin. Return to Zendikar is Magic the Gathering. Um, that's... That was... It was sweet. And, like, how the game starts... Like... Before you actually enter the game, like it starts with the mid end, you know how like yeah, thing, and then then it goes into and then it kind of flashes back and tells the story. Yeah, the one spheres. 
Sphere Ball or whatever it was called. I was in the sport, Blitzball. Blitzball! And I need to refresh myself on all this. That was really cool. Unfortunately, um, I wasn't a massive fan of the Sphere grid system. Oh, man. But... I mean, you know, we could talk mechanics and those sorts of things. Well, like yeah, that. I was going to say, we could probably talk mechanics. I think that was a fantastic feature. I think they did that really, really well. Yeah, I, the problem I had was I didn't get it. Yeah, okay. And I just, because I, I, I was such a hardcore 7 fan that Materia was just my jam. Yeah. Even though I didn't get Materia. Well, it was pretty clear cut, though. That's the thing. Where, uh, like, you equip this, this is what it does. Yeah. Whereas, um... With the sphere grid, there was so much choice. Like, I, I probably am in the similar camp where I probably didn't, at the time, didn't get just like you, except that for me, it was just a case of, I'm just going to fill up this entire sphere grid. So by the end, it didn't matter because I had it there. Like, I unlocked every individual sphere grid. Whoa. Everyone had filled it. Now, if I had a similar time, I would do that on the, the remake, remaster they put out for the PS3 and PS4 and knock that trophy out of the park, but I can't justify the 200 hours it might take me to do it. Yeah. Like I spent... There was Can you get the AP egg or something like that? Yeah. yeah when the there, items, you get the AP egg. There'll be ways to boost it. But, yeah, you um, put the like a band on your controller, right? like it moves it in this one part of the yeah, game. Yeah, you just kind of keep... But then again, I think that would be about close to fucking 40 hours just to get that AP See, egg. Yeah, I, I didn't even know or think of any of those sorts of things when I was... And so it was just a, it was a solid week. It would have been school holidays. It was just a solid week where I'm just sitting in my room and I'm just running around in circles. Just grinding. I always did the crazy one. eight. Yeah, I mean, because that was that was a Final Fantasy eight thing. Because when the, the two people were behind you and you did the crazy eight, like that always just be weird. Oh, it, it, yeah, it, it looked really awesome. cool, but yeah. But, uh, no, I don't fuck, man. I, I never knew you went that fucking deep into. But that was yeah. I'm I'm not gonna do that again. Like I did play or replay the the remaster, and I just I couldn't justify probably what would be another hundred hours. What about ten? I finished it. Um, I actually haven't. Ever fully finished it? Hmm. Um, it just didn't grab me the same way. Sure. Nah, that's that's fine. But I, I, game. Am, I am eager to replay it again. Like I finished ten, I attempted then to play ten two, and I just didn't. I ended up uh, new releases came out. Like I took advantage of an empty window, smashed out ten, thought I'd be able to roll through ten two, and just didn't get through it quickly enough. So I had to move on. I will go back to it at some point. I mean, I. Really... I read an article, this is going to jump to another thing, I read an article and it was like, uh, they really did save the best for last, and it was talking about Final Fantasy XII being like one of the last PS2 games to come out on the PS2, and what, what were your thoughts on twelve? Like, I mean, I, I frothed XII. Well, thought, it did a lot of things different. Yeah. Um, and some would argue that the Gambit system kind of took a lot of control out of players' hands, but I was okay with it, like... It just added a layer of strategy that you had to think about in terms of how you prepared and going into combat, knowing what you're up against, being prepared, and then going from there. Sure, the the other NPCs would play themselves. Yeah. But you still have to know what you're doing, otherwise you're going to get smashed. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the Gambit system. I, I, I loved the bounty system too, like, you know, going yeah. out and getting the bigger monsters. Like, that was really cool. It was like... And, and grinding. Grinding was really sweet too. And I, I was really happy that from 10, they kept that whole, like, touch the sphere thing, yeah. gain your life back, because it makes grinding so much better. Yeah, because you just grind right next to one. And yeah, and like, I think, and it was cool, because, like, they had, everything had the percentage chance that it was going to be there, it wasn't going to be there, yeah. and you could just change it, that by, like, leaving two screens, 
coming back through screens, and it could be those sets, yeah. Um, yeah, no, there was, there was lots of good about 12. Um, I thought the characters were a little bit bland, bland in general, except for Belfie, the kind of gunslinging, hand solo sort of character. Oh, Do you remember him at all? yeah. Um, I thought he was really, really interesting. He had, like, the rabbit... Like, the friend with the rabbit. Yeah. Like, I can't think of her name, but... Um, uh, it's been way too long for me, though. Yeah, the rest of the cast were a bit... Yeah, yeah I but he was he was a real highlight. He's one of my favourite characters, full stop. Agree with that. But um, I saw Twelve as being a lot like uh, kind of very MMO-ish in some of its tendencies, mm. um, which I guess they probably learnt a little bit from the fact that and this can bridge into our next little subtopic. The two online games that they've released, Eleven and oh, Fourteen, that would make a lot of sense. So in the case of Twelve, they would have learnt a lot from what they've done with Eleven in terms of the online space, and then modified that tweaked it to kind of suit the offline nature that is the core Final Fantasy game. What do you think of the online games? Have you played any of them before? No, I haven't played them. I've seen them get played and I've heard some really cool stories from them. Like, I don't know, because you don't watch much anime and stuff like that, so it's hard for me to compare this to you, but like, when they're in an online game, they always talk about guilds and things like that, and like, you know, there's always these like elite guilds, like, yeah. you know, these, these is yeah, the people that yeah. everyone wants to be in, and I remember someone, like, telling a story about that, like, how one of their friends just, like, grinds the shit out of playing the online game, loves it to pieces, and I'm oh, actually a female gamer, she's a part of it, what's her name? Name's friggin' thing. It's escaped you. But, no, no, it's fine, I've never played it myself, but, I mean, if people are enjoying them, I don't think I can shit rain down on them. I do look, not my choice of, you know, what they should do. Like, I don't think it should be a part of the, you know, one to... Don't put them in the numbers. Like, yeah. do the other... Do it like an off-spin thing. Yeah, yeah, no, probably shouldn't be numbered, but they're, they're good games regardless from what I can gather. Yeah. I, I'm the same. I haven't played them. I was very, very hesitant back in kind of what it would have been early teens, I guess, when Eleven first came out that I didn't want to fall down the subscription model path that was 11. Um, I saw oh, yeah. so many friends kind of losing so many hours and so much money to World of Warcraft yeah. um, that I didn't want to kind of fall into it because I knew Final Fantasy would capture me because it's a franchise that I've adored for my entire life Yep. Um, and didn't want to fall down that way. Then 14 came along and initially was a disaster. Um, reviews were awful because the game was really, really poor. So they kind of went back and did this Final Fantasy XIV, a Realm Reborn version, which is apparently unreal. I do have a copy of it for PS3, and I just never got around to starting it. But um, I will, some at some stage, find some time for it, because I know that if I install it on my PS3, they did a thing where you can upgrade to the PS4 version, play it that way, so I'll just sit down on this bad boy and play it that way. Cheeky, cheeky. Um, well, I, I bought that before they'd released the PS4 version. But, ah, look, but yeah, I'm not... No one's, never, no one's started, judging you. Um... But yeah, since I never played it, I'll just upgrade when the time comes. But yeah, there's look, there's a hardcore community for both the online games, in particular 14 these days. But, yeah. Um, and it's not to the same massive scope as World of Warcraft, but more than enough to sustain itself in the servers and all the time and effort they put in to uh, support it. The hardest thing that any new Japanese kind of MMO is going to suffer from now is that everybody wants the Oculus feel, everyone wants the virtual reality, everyone wants to jump in and be their character now. Like, we're at that point where it's so close, 
and like you know every little bit of media is not helping they just want it they want the escape they want the full immersion really I mean get on them if they do it yeah I mean um, IBM's just going to drop something like that but it's a different topic um alright so we'll look at something else like we suggested that 11 and 14 should be maybe spin-offs rather than num- core numbered games. Mm. There's a range of other spin-offs though, including things like Chocobo Racing and the Tactics franchise and little uh, spin-off sequels like Final Fantasy XII, Revenant Wings on the DS. And DS? Yeah. Um, oh, and those, yeah. Those sorts of games. What do we think of some of those other spin-offs? And feel free to start wherever you want with this. Um, love me Chocobo Racing. Love Chocobos in general. Like, what a great mode of transportation. Giant great character. Yeah. They're great. They're oh, just, like, yeah, they're now having, like, the theme, too. Like, that being said, Final Fantasy VII, Electric to Chocobo, or Fiddle to Chocobo. Um, but, no, I, I loved it. I, I got one for the DS as well. Um, like, Chocobo Tales or something like that, and you've got to go into, like... Yeah, they did some, like, dungeon, procedurally developed dungeon kind of crawling games as yeah. well, using Chocobos, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love them. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, you brought that up. I played a bit of that, too. Um, which one have you played? Or which ones? Oh, I don't know. Because you know why I don't know? Because they had fucking jobs. And I don't like jobs. And that's another segment, yes. That's another thing we'll talk about. But, yeah, that's, I mean, that's about it. I mean, I think they're great. I, it, opens pe- it opens people up. I even enjoyed the, the beat game, the game where you had to do the... Music? Oh, Theatre Rhythm. For the one for the DS, 3DS, that stuff. Oh, uh, my friend had Final it on Fantasy. the... My friend had it on the oh, iPad, iPad and, the yeah. D- and the DS, so I played on the iPad. It was fine. Uh, we, I try and pretend that mobile gaming doesn't exist. Um, that was fine. But, yeah, you could, you, could, you could get it on iPad or iOS, Android, yeah. whatever. Um, Alright, so, classes and whatnot. By the way, Tactics is amazing. You should definitely go and try and there's... The original game on the PS1, which I'm sure was probably available somewhere digitally, there was War of the Lions, which was essentially kind of a, a remake of sorts for it on the PSP. Um, and then there's Tactics Advance and Advance A2 on the Game Boy Advance, and then the DS, yeah, 3DS, whatever. My first experience with the Tactics franchise was um, Advance, and I I love the story and everything like that. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not crapping on any Final Fantasy that has got jobs in it. Um, but, like, I just, I just found, like, I'm not... I mean, the problem is I, I'm only now getting into Fire Emblems and things like that. So, like, I didn't understand the role of jobs. You know yeah. what I mean? And I agree with Paul. Go and check out Tactics. It is, it is cool. It's such a different style of Gameplay, it's crazy. Um, you really have to think out your moves. Yeah, and that's that's the nature of the tactics or strategy kind of base mm-hmm. game. But um, for me, classes like as much as I like tactics, I'm, I wasn't a fan of ta- uh, classes in the core games. Yeah. So I was pretty happy when they kind of moved away from that. From five, six onwards, I can't remember which one it was. Six, I think. Six, I'm pretty sure six. Six, six definitely had no classes. I just can't remember which one was the one that kicked it off with was five or six. But um, it was, yeah, no, I think I, I like my predefined characters and this is their role. And if they happen to be a black mage, if they happen to be a white mage or the warrior or whatever kind of class you want, I'm fine. Um, that was okay with me. But 
because I knew the constraints that I had and I could work with it. Being able to, I need to change this person's job to do this, like it just, it got a little bit too much for me. And yeah. it doesn't quite engage in the same way. And I don't, I don't feel like you can build necessarily the same emotional attachment to some of the characters if you're flicking them in and out all the time or changing them around, or even just cosmetic changing them around to suit a new role or job or class that they've got. No, that, that's... I can appreciate the depth, though, that's involved. There's a lot of, in the same way as tactics, the tactics franchise, like, there's a lot of strategy involved in that. Oh, yeah. Like, and, that, and that's the thing, like, you, like, you work out, like, what jobs suit you and things like that. I just, I just think it, it's not my play style. Like, I'm not shitting on it. Like, I don't like it. And I remember I walked into a game store and I'm like, okay, I want a Final Fantasy game that doesn't have jobs. I think Jonas is what I called it at the beginning. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that was from Final Fantasy 3. It came out of the DS. They called him Jobs. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I just, I don't like them. And she's like, uh, okay. And I'm like, wow. Oh. Not all you can do. I don't think she understood. She didn't really play Final Fantasy. No, fair enough. Um... We'll move on again to some of the more iconic things about the franchise, kind of big picture ideas, things that have carried across multiple games. So, obviously, you spoke about Chocobos and how they've kind of become embedded in every Final Fantasy game, nearly every spin off, all that sort of stuff. There's Moogles as well that crept in. Moogles, yeah. Um, they weren't there from the get go, but they crept in and became a staple of the franchise. But even things like the music, Sid, Sid's, there's a Sid in every game. Oh, Biggs and Wedge. Bigs and Wedge pop up, yeah, and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, things like the music, even the, the art style, like the, I, I described the old NES or SNES games as primitive, but probably artistically they hold up better than those PS1 games because I think there's just, um, pixel art just holds up better than some of that really blocky sort of design you see in 7, 8, 9, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, well, every time you hit the button wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do, what do we think of some of the, the audio, visual, other iconic things about the franchise? Is there I a think particular music that stuck out with you? Seven, oh, seven, like seven is one of your favourites in Spain for its music. Seven is where, like, a, the new oh, era theme. The opening theme, the, you know, the bombing mission. Uh, so you, Go look up the trailer for the remake. No, nah, not really. I mean, it's cool. Uh, crazy motorcycle. It's the yeah. one reason why I still haven't bought a motorbike because I would have headphones in and I'd be like, and be like freaking flying around. And then you crash into someone. Don't you? Yeah, that's it. Um, the boss theme too, really cool. Uh, yeah, you know, Final Fantasy X had some cool tracks too. Nine, I had some like. Nine's unreal. Nostalgic feels to it. Nine is unreal. Real nostalgic. Criminally underappreciated in all, all respects. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. It is his favourite. Not yours. Like, it's his. The yeah, it's um, Umatsu's favourite as well. Mm. Who's the composer for the franchise. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Um, I don't know. I, I like the surprise theme of, like, great... Not plot twist per se, but, like, um, fucking what-the-fuck moments. Like just like you sit there, burning house, sword out. That's yeah, yeah. And spoilers skewing Aerith. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Spoilers. The game's twenty years old, so you've had your chance. Um, 
you know, like years old. Like Final Fantasy VIII, when you like the sniper, Ivan the sniper takes a shot, and like the sorceress just goes. <clears throat> it's like oh, I totally thought that was gonna happen. Like I thought she was just gonna get shot, and that was gonna be it. And then like the cool things that just keep happening. I don't know. Even even ten, like finding out like sin, what sin really was. It was like. And we won't spoil that one because that is a little more recent. And yeah. It's a, there's a remake, right, remaster out there for you to enjoy. So. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know. But, like, I think the visuals have held up. Regardless of being pixel art, I think that you, like, it's kind of like you envisioned it differently as you played it. Like, I mean, Sephiroth to me wasn't this just plainish kind of thing with green eyes and white spiked out hair. Like, when he's standing in that fire, I saw what they brought in Advent Children. Like, that was what I pictured as a kid. Yeah. Like, it was monstrous. Yeah, it was you could extend what like, you could see on the screen into what... Yeah, like, and it's... more real-life context. Just, I... The... You felt like a monster. Yeah, your, your perception of it just changes because of the immersion of the game the, that the game provides. It, it one-winged danger. Yeah, no, it's thing. an iconic track. Just, um, if you go to any sort of video game orchestra kind of music show doesn't matter if the, uh, it's not dedicated to Final Fantasy you can guarantee One Wing Angel will be there because it's just huge mm. um, but alright so we'll kind of move to slightly more modern stuff and then we'll start to wind this thing down so many would suggest that the franchise has been a little bit on the slide recently it wasn't though it was still really well received 12 wasn't glowing like it had been in the past and then 13 originally got a lot of praise, and I'll, I'll admit, like, I did a review for it way back in the day, and I think I got hit by the nostalgia stick and kind of fell hook, line, and sinker for it, but woke up to it later down the track that it was a case of, no, this was just a, one big corridor that I played down. Has maybe Final Fantasy hit its peak, and is it on the downhill? Well, everyone has a slump. At some point, you've got to have a slump. Like... We've all, we've, all, we've all been there. We've all had, like, you know, rough periods and things like that. And, you the know, it's... wasn't it's, flying at the time, by the way. The like company itself is in a little bit of a... Yeah, and you've got to try new things. Yeah. You, you try and bring in a broader audience, and it pisses off some of the OGs, or, you know... I don't think they're... Yeah, maybe they've hit a slump, but, you know, maybe their games aren't as great as, you know, others hold up to be, but... You know, there's always room for improvement. Yeah, like, and even I dare. I think they learned a lot from it. Yeah, Uh, and sure, like someone like you know, thirteen two and lightning returns were a bit more of the same. But I think that was they they need to make their money back on the investment they put into thirteen, which is an issue that they've had for a long time, and we'll get to fifteen now. But uh, it's. They've had massively long development cycles. Yeah. 13 took a long, long time before it came about, and for a brief period they were stuck in development hell. 12 was a long time. 10, not so bad. But um, since kind of the PS... Since the end of 12 onwards, the development cycle's been ridiculous. Final Fantasy 15, which uh, the end of March, I believe it's the 30th, will be getting its release date announced, and... It's been in development for 10 years. Um, when we're in year 12, this 
man sitting next to me jumps on a website and goes, hey, guess what? Look at this. Look at this. And it was Final Fantasy Versus. It was like two Final Fantasies being built at the exact same time. I was like, oh my god, this is really cool. I can't believe this is happening. Like, one looks really bright and colourful, the other one looked dark and ominous. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good sort of contrast to have. At the time, both of them were expected to be PS3. Yeah. Both, at the time, were announced as PS3 exclusives. This was before, kind of, Microsoft got involved yep. with 360, and there was that big moment when Final Fantasy XIII finally got announced as being multi-platform, which aggravated numerous people. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll honestly admit. But, yeah, we've, we've grown up. We're, we're better than that. We're teenagers. Um, uh, but now 15's finally coming to both. It, it got re-revealed re in 2013 as no longer versus 13, but Final Fantasy 15. Yep. Um, thoughts on the game? Brief thoughts on the game? I played the, like, I don't know what you call it, a tech demo or Episode whatever. Episode Sky or whatever it is, the demo. Yeah. It's what, cool. What I enjoy mean? it. It's, it's fun. It's invigorating. It's it's refreshing, to say the least. Like, don't get me wrong, it's not it's not my Final Fantasy VII, but... It doesn't need to be. It, exactly right. It doesn't have to be like any other Final Fantasy in the past. And I don't know, man, I kind of like, really like the whole, he's getting hit, and he's just like, and he's doing those cool, like, you know, dodge things and stuff. And I don't know, it just, it felt really cool. Like, I think, like, it's it's more action-oriented from what we've seen and yeah. from what we've played. But um, it's a case of, I think, there's the depth there for the Final Fantasy fan, the, the hardened Final Fantasy fan that knows their way around the systems. That's all still there, but then there's still this pick up and play. You don't have to know it. You can just kind of pick up sort of start mashing buttons and kind of slash away. Yeah. Like, you'll have to learn those mechanics in time, but if you get thrown in the deep end early on, you could probably fumble and bumble your way around it until no, you, you learn, could probably until you learn those games. Like, oh, you that's know, definitely... Like, because, I mean, it's I'm pretty world. sure, like, in that... Yeah, it's essentially open world. Yeah, like, there was some big... Big things walking around that I'm like, I don't no, I'm not going anywhere near. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the typical, typical like open world stuff. Like okay. if you see something big, and you're at level five, get away. Don't think you can well, take it on that behemoth. Which the whole idea of the demo is that you're meant to be able to take down this behemoth, and it was terrifying. Yeah, like they've done such an exceptional job of developing that almost a character, really. It, scared the Jesus out of me. I didn't want to go anywhere near that thing and yet my goal was I need to kill this thing to progress. Yeah. No, that's... Um, so if they're, if they're doing that, if they're putting that sort of time and effort into every other kind of monster, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, I, I would really just like to see, you know, how we like first watched the trailer for yeah. it or whatever thing and like the dude's like walking and all the swords are coming, like came yeah, out of him. And the shield around him. The, yeah. The, and like, you know, it... Gilgameshy kind of feel. I'd really like that to see that. But apart from that, I'm happy wherever they take this. I mean, if I don't have a next gen console by the time it comes out, you can be guaranteed that I will be having a next gen console. Well, let's it. let's talk about when it comes out because the announcement is going to be March 30th. They're getting kind of funny's Greg Miller and Tim Geddes to announce it, which is a strange pairing given that Greg doesn't like the franchise historically. Tim adores it, um, but the, the talk out of Square Enix is that again it doesn't matter what you personal preference are, there's a different Final Fantasy, it's immediately accessible, large audience, potential audience there. When do we think it'll be? If they're announcing, making the announcement on March 30th, stab in the dark. Let's, let's just, oh. we've got nothing to base this on. June the 24th, it's my birthday, then might as well give me something. 
is that a is that a Thursday or something? Is that a I typical release day? I don't have my phone on me. Look, but you wanted me to take a step in the dark. Sure, I'm gonna. It'll be a nice birthday present. In fact, you you got a chance. It's a it's a Friday, which is in the sort of ballpark. It's not out of the realms. They might release it. Australians get our games on Thursdays for the most part. Um, I'm gonna. Oh, well, June 16th, would, that's would, like 15 people's birthdays that I have. I would love for it to be in that sort of ballpark because mm. at the moment that's kind of an empty window. Um, May's beginning to fill up. There's Mirror's Edge. There's Uncharted 4 just got delayed there today. Um, and a number of others. In August, you've got Deus Ex. June, there's meant to be No Man's Sky, I think, is about the only thing that's kind of projected for that. Mm. But um, it's that... For us, winter window is pretty open, so I'd love to see it in there, but I get the feeling it might be September, October. I mean, the cool thing is, like, we get, like, two weeks holidays, but I'm pretty sure, like, that's America's, like, big, big holidays, isn't it? Like, yeah, that's, that's their, their summer, summer, summer break. Summer break is coming up. Like, it'd be a good time to drop it. Like, yeah. I'm not saying, do it on my birthday or anything, make it special for me, but... Well, no, they, like, I mean, the thing is that, I mean, they're a big Japanese publisher, so they adhere to their Japanese audiences. Yeah. First yeah. and foremost. They... I'd imagine like 13, they made sure it was a worldwide release date, simultaneous release date. They'll probably presumably do the same here. But I know, I feel like maybe September, October, which would suck because it's becoming a very, that'll become a very crowded window. Yeah. As it always is. But there are less big open RPGs this year than we've seen in the past. Like last year was crazy with your witches and fallouts and all those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, this year you've got Final Fantasy. Presumably Horizon Zero Dawn, but there's not a hell of a lot else left in terms of big open RPGs. So there's there's a window for it to excel and get the numbers that it needs. Now, this has been in development forever and ever. So before we do, like, you know, tie this over and finish it. What's next after this, you reckon? Well, they're already sitting on a bunch of stuff. Like, they're, they're working on... I mean... It'll be interesting to see how quickly things go because we commented on these long timelines but and Final Fantasy XV has taken 10 years. They're working on Kingdom Hearts 3 still at the moment and there's a lot of the assets and a team that are working on 15 that are also working on Kingdom Hearts so they may not get to it for a while. There's the Final Fantasy VII remake that they're working on that's then supposedly episodic. Um, so who knows how that's going to work. That may be stretched out over five years of release for a while. Mm. I don't know how this episodic thing is going to work and I'd rather not comment too much until I know more. But, um, I don't know, it'll be, it could be another, at the current rate they're working, it could be another 10 years before we see 16 or whatever the next big thing is. And that would upset me a little bit. Yeah, but, I mean, if they did do that. Well, the, the 15 development timeline was a little bit wonky anyway. There was delays, it then had to migrate from console to console. Yeah, I um, mean, like, that's so yeah, I not mean, fun at all for... Well, no, to a whole new I'm guessing there's probably going to be an expansion or something for 15. No, they spent so much money, they'll want to do something extra to yeah. pull in some more dollars. Yeah. I mean, Final Fantasy VII coming out. Hopefully another movie. Not as in the original Final Fantasy movie. As in, like, a... Oh, like it's an Advent Children kind of a thing. Like, I mean... I mean, even an animated series on Six. That was a fan fave. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I, I trust them. 
like I'm happy with whatever. I, I did. There was a period around that 13 period for a few years after because it was taking so long for them to do anything that I was getting really skeptical. But from what I've seen at 15, I think they're starting to win me back, and it seems like they're starting to win some of the fans back as well. Let us know what you think about that in the comments, by the way. Would, you know, have you have you started to fall back in love with them or not? But yeah, that'd be nice. Nice to hear from you. Um, the whole six. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You and your five buddies. Um, so we might wrap it up there. Oh. I think that's. I think we've pretty much covered off on everything. Nothing super comprehensively, but when you're talking about the whole franchise as a whole, yeah, it's called cool DLC. Tricky, but what do you expect? Um, we might, we might revisit at some other point, especially when 15's out or once we know a release date. Those sorts of things. We, there's room for us to keep going. Yeah, I mean, like you know, if you guys like this, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff, and we'll do more. Like, you know, if you if you really want to see more of this, chuck in the comments. Be like, yeah, we want more, like, go in depth about your Final Fantasy. Go in depth about 9. Like, I know a bunch of you probably haven't played 9. This man got me onto it. Listen to it. Get on. I loved it. I thought it was one of my, uh, yeah, in there on my top, you know, list of games I've played. Really. But... Yeah, I guess, I guess we'll wrap that up. So if you want to see any more, there's a range of different podcasts and things that you can find at player2.net.au. You can track Damo at Tarko's Talks on Twitter. Yep. Um, worth having a look. He doesn't, you don't post a hell of a lot of gaming-related stuff. But anyways, oh, we're going to be getting around to doing more stuff to promote stuff. But he's got his, also his own podcast and those sorts of things as well, so it's worth looking into. You can hit, you can hit up Player2 for the, the Video Games Club. Other, other episodes of Patched, uh, as well as the regular Player 2 podcast and Stephen's Backup Memory. There's lots of great content there, audio, video for you to go see, as well as some amazing written content as well. So jump in and take a look at that. Um, but otherwise, I think that's it. So as Damo said before, like, share and subscribe wherever you can. Um, every new friend of ours helps. Um, and retweet. Just share the, the fun. love. So do it. But like I said, tell us a little bit about Final Fantasy in the comments down here and until then that's patched we'll see you next month where jay will be back with us he's absent at the moment killed him (laughs) see you later guys take care